I'm sure many of you, like me, are sick of each time that we come up to a critical voting year. It seems like my only purpose is to vote in the least worst candidate. But today we're going to talk about voting this year and we're going to be talking about how to weigh all the matters on the table and actually to vote with a purpose. Welcome back to Crossing the Jordan, everybody. Thank you for joining us today on this all-important topic of how to vote this coming November. And this is uh, an episode for every single person to listen to, whether you're Catholic, not religious at all, atheist, um, it doesn't matter. Democrat, Republican, it does not matter because this entire episode is going to be talking about principles of uh, how to look at all the different issues on the table and how to weigh them. And it's going to be based on human reason and human nature. And I am going to be uh, as vulnerable and candid as I possibly can. So first I want to say that Catholics and Christians um, in and of ourselves Like I do not claim that Republican or Democrat, and I think for the vast majority of Catholics and Christians, Christians, they shouldn't bucket themselves as Republican or Democrat because actually there's a ton of freedom of saying that you're a Catholic Christian because then you can call people out, even people that you support on other things, you can call them out on um, things that you don't agree with, right? Because as Catholics and Christians, we uphold human reason and nature and protect every single person's rights and so every single issue that harms the human family it matters to us or it should matter to us right so oftentimes you might hear catholics or christians um for the most part say that well i'm conservative and therefore i'm right-wing or republican or i'm republican but that's a separate thing that are that they're attaching to themselves that's not uh what a catholic and christian merely is but catholic and christian doesn't associate with one party or the other right so um, and especially right now with like, there is such uh, huge extremes on the parties, like the parties have never been more, it seems like, uh, more extreme on, um, well, liberal Democrat, uh, and super conservative Republican. There used to be, um, liberal conservative, liberal Republicans and conservative Democrats. And there used to be a lot of, um, agreement amongst them. So being Christian, it gives us freedom, right? Because I don't need to be in agreement with every single person that are, every single thing that one person says, I'm going to say the good and the bad. Like Pope Francis, he literally called out Donald Trump for his treatment um, in a statement towards immigrants of kind of, you know, people dividing wall, right? Like every single country has a right and a duty to protect its citizens, but also to welcome the immigrant because on this earth, we are all immigrants, right? But, um, but Pope Francis also encouraged uh, Trump on a lot of good things that he's done. So um, maybe not Trump specifically, but things that are going on in in America, the things that we uphold, things that are bad, he's going to call us out, we can call each other out on, right? So, um, So Catholics and Christians, down to the point, is that we pray for the conversion of all hearts and the holiness and decision making of every single person in government. And if we, and that's found right in scripture that we need to pray to live a peaceful life. We need to pray for those who are in leadership, even in a secular world. And Jesus talks specifically about this, to become perfect as our heavenly father, perfect who lets it rain and sun on the good and the bad. Just so us, we need to love our enemies and pray for those who who persecute us. 
And for the most part, those people in the government are not our enemies, right? Because our enemies are not with flesh and blood, but with principalities. So every single person is our brother and sister in the human race, and they deserve love, respect, and dignity. And so if we can't pray for them, I think a lot of times we need to look back at ourselves if we can't, if we think that they're the issue, but we can't even wish them well, and all we can do is uh, wish them ill harm. Like I saw a lot of horrible signs on um, the like Woodward Dream Cruise this year, and it wasn't even like in support of one person, it was actually just the downing or the hatred towards the other candidate. So um, anyways, we need to we need to pray for every single person. That's what we are called to do as Christians is to love every single person. And Jesus himself says, render to God the things that are God and the Caesar the, that is Caesar's. And St. Paul talks about being uh, subject to those in authority over us. And he's talking about those in the Roman Empire that were against and persecuted the church, but also that our uh, obedience goes to God and not to man. So when things come into conflict, we choose God and the church over any other um, uh, limited government because that is not our God. So we all need to be in support and praying for each other. So, um, and by the way, we're going to get into uh, a few different topics, but um, there will be a topic that has graphic content. So I'll, I'll warn you guys, but if there's children around, you probably want to wait until, you know, you're by yourself and can listen to it. So let's get into all the topics. But first, I just want to say that ever since I've been able to vote in 2010, so 2012 being my first presidential um, election year that I could vote for, um, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this, is I found myself... One, not really aware of all the issues or all the topics and what what actually mattered. And two, I always felt that I was voting for the least of the worst options. So I wasn't like I was voting for somebody as opposed to voting against somebody else because of um, a lot of times, if every single time that I've ever voted so far, it's been because it's based off the person's character or personality compared to the others. And I wasn't even weighing the actual issues or the topics at hand because it was essentially me subconsciously looking at both of them and figuring out who would I like to have a drink with and who could I who could I kick it with who could I hang out with because it turned into more of a popularity contest instead of voting for what actually matters and this is the beautiful thing of our country living in a republic living in a democracy that it's founded on principles that respect every human being and their pursuit of happiness and a fulfilled life in the context of truth and that's what our constitution was was based on and so the reason why all other countries want to be like America, just look at all the people who are oppressed in all these other countries. They want to be and come to America because uh, you don't vote for a person to rule over you. You, vo- you vote for a person that has a cabinet, Supreme Court justices, the Senate, Congress to protect constitutional rights, regardless of what the president may say or do on, individ- on any individual day or given day or given topic. But you have um, a right to... Uh, private property and a right to pursue happiness and success. So um, in the con- context of not, you know, you know, like oppressing other people. So you need to look at and weigh the actual laws, policies, views that are on the table. And that is not what I did. So um, and for the candidates that we have now, when you look at both candidates, both have alleged past behavior that that are both bad on both sides. So that really shouldn't be our number one factor because there's alleged bad things on both of them and current issues that people find with them. And I'll get even more honest with how I voted in 2016 in a little bit. But first, let me share with you, and I'm going to have a ton of things in the show notes, but one of those articles is going to be seven principles 
Now, these are seven Catholic social te teaching principles, but I think everybody, for the most part, would agree with every single one. So I'm just going to quickly go through them, not in detail, but here are the seven principles. Number one, respect the human person. Two, promote the family because the family is the basis of all society. And uh, if, the, if society goes, it's because the family has gone. Um, number three, protect property rights. Number four, work for the common good. Number five, observe the principle of subsidiarity. And this is um, with number four and number five of uh, work for the common good and then observe the principle of subsidiarity. And number three, as, as well as protect property rights. Those three together need to work together. All of these do, but these three in particular for the economy um, from a governmental standpoint of the balance of not being extreme. So the Catholic Church is the the truth of faith and morals, not on government policies. However, there are government policies that are intrinsically evil, and the church has condemned true socialism and communism because they take people's property and try to distribute, and they become, the government tries to become God, essentially, and it is super harmful. Look at any communist uh, country, they're oppressed and they're struggling. Look at any true socialist country. You know, we've had some ideas here in America, but it's more of a, not a true socialism. It's like this creeping, but you don't want to even play with it though. Like there's democratic socialism is not good because it costs a lot of money for one and it's not doable. Just look at uh, Venezuela. People are oppressed, hungry, starving, violence is on the rise. They're on shortage of food and water and basic needs. Um, so we cannot be those things, but it's uh, the principle of subsidiarity is the government assisting in things that uh, it needs to do that no individual can do on their own. So providing basics to their to their people, making sure that the poor are taken care of, those who are vulnerable are taken care of, to work for the common good, to coordinate people's talents, resources, and to bring them together to work for the common good, but not violating people's property rights. Number six, respect work and the worker. And number seven, pursue peace and care for the poor. So those are the seven principles. And I think anybody can get on board with those seven principles and they're really helpful in um, you know, determining where we kind of go over the line in any given policy or law. So, um, and just really quick too, the extremes for governments are bad. So like, uh, it, just go back and listen to the episode that I said, the cry of the, the cry of our culture, Jesus being the answer is I talk about how virtue is found in the middle for a lot of things. Obviously things that are intrinsically evil, it can't be played with at all. Like murder, that's always wrong. There is no middle ground, but for a lot of these things, the extremes are bad. Um, so like we, a lot of times, especially now we want to point to, the government and point to all these external people that we're not associated with in order for them to be held accountable, which is for sure needs to happen. But to think that all of our problems are going to be solved because the government changes ain't going to happen. Um, you can put laws and policies in place, but it's not going to change a human heart. So we need, it's a both and of addressing um, those who are in authority to protect and to govern and uh, have accountability and all those things, but so do we. It starts in our human heart, and um, uh, the government is not the answer to all of our problems. The government is merely to be a good steward of what they already have and to support people and have laws that assist in that, but it's not the, but it's truly in the human heart that is the ultimate answer. So those are the seven principles, but I think an easy, even easier way to kind of break this down is into two categories. One is prudential or opinion-based matter, and two, things that are intrinsically evil that can, are never okay. So prudential matters, as we said before, are more of like an opinion-based matter. There is no right and wrong. Um, those topics would kind of include 
economy, immigration, healthcare, and those definitely can have things that are intrinsically evil within them, right? But for the economy, we do not face that with these two uh, people for the most part. There's, we can think that one is better than the other, but there is no right and wrong. Immigration, there for sure can be violations on people's uh, rights to them uh, living a healthy life, 100%. But for the most part, um, handling immigration, this used to be a, uh, you know, both sides of the aisle would agree on this. Like the Democrats wanted to build a wall, but just not as aggressively as Donald Trump. And then people want to go to the complete extreme of like, no, no wall at all. Well, every single country has the right and the duty, the responsibility to protect its citizens. And honestly, it's for the good of people that are coming to have them documented so that we can help them because they are open to Medicare, Medicaid, insurances, all those things that everybody needs. So we actually need to know them, right? So they have a duty to both uh, bring people in, to never shun people away, to bring them in, but also to protect every single citizen. So for the most part, it is prudential no matter on how the best way to do that is. Healthcare, there's definitely intrinsically intrinsical, intrinsic evils that are there, but um, for the most part, it is prudential in matter, meaning there are debates on what is the best way to provide health care. And then just in my opinion, I used to think that free health care for everybody uh, is going to be a good thing. It's so bad for, for both doctors, the economy, and for, um, for us because who's going to – like everything still costs money. So if we're not going to have top quality care because p- doctors aren't getting paid, they don't want to be doctors anymore, and then we're on super long waiting list and we can't um, – and it, it costs – a ton of money for the economy is detrimental to the country. So it's not really uh, possible to do that. And we'll talk about all these in a little bit more, but also just think of the coronavirus. There's definitely failures that have happened in leadership uh, throughout the whole country, but nobody has a magic formula. Literally, the Democrats do not have a magic formula. Actually, the top six worst states are all Democrat governors, and they refuse help from Trump for both for COVID and, um, and the riots. Trump wants to help to get involved and people want to shun him away because there's so much division in our, uh, in our, um, within our leadership, which is, um, it's always a both sides issue, right? Trump is trying to reach out and they're like, no, we don't like you. So, uh, it's not good to, to be in that position. So it kind of shows that there's, um, there's more of a hatred towards Trump that actually outweighs their love for their own people that, and their health and well-being, which is not good. So, And we also hear about on the other side when he does, when President Trump does try to go visit other people, people or mayors or governors will, will say that, well, his presence will actually divide people and actually make things worse. So two things that, that really show is that he's kind of damned if he does, damned if he don't, because people will slander him no matter what. And if, if he doesn't do anything, people will say that he doesn't care. And if he tries to do something, then they say, no, we don't want help. And the second thing is that this says more about us as human beings than it does him if we get more violent because of somebody's presence there, right? We can disagree. We can actually dislike a lot of things that he said, but um, a feeling towards revolting and actually making riots worse because of somebody coming to your city to try to help um, that, well, like we really need to look interiorly and why we would think that way or why would we we react that way. Um, And then 
just uh, yesterday or maybe two days ago in Kenosha, where there's been a ton of violence, Trump is giving $4 million to local businesses and $1 million to law enforcement. And this was after a visit in Kenosha. So he doesn't merely just make things worse, right? So he does do good things. And um, even on the flip side of where everybody wants to call out Trump and the the left side may have a, a better stance on it. Well, some of them aren't doing anything just like just like Donald Trump, right? So even House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, she was even getting called out by the community because she actually went and got her hair done in a salon in San Francisco. And, and that's despite local ordinances that have kept salons closed during the pandemic. So um, there's a salon owner named Erica Kios who uh, she was really mad about Pelosi's double standard, right? She said it was a slap in the face that she went in. You know that she feels that she can just go and get her stuff done while no one else can go in and I can't work, Kios said. There's definitely not a magic formula, definitely failures in leadership, but there is no perfect right answer because if you shut down the whole economy, it's already a proven fact that even with a limited economy, there's been a skyrocket in drugs, alcohol, suicide, depression, Literally, a statistic came out I heard like two weeks ago that 25% of 18 to 24-year-olds have contemplated suicide during this time. So shutting the economy economy down doesn't really make sense uh, for that. But um, on the flip side, we need to have laws and policies in place that protect each people's to, to limit the spread from this happening. But also what has pro- proven this is the people that have some of the most strict policies, it's still spreading because why? People don't listen. <laughs> It's in the human heart again, right? Like we can have laws and policies and everything, but the spread is happening because other people are deciding not to care. They still want to go out, go to parties, go to weddings, go to, uh, they're everywhere without any care, but then actually spreads. So anyhow, all of those matters that I just mentioned are examples of prudential matters for the most part. They can for sure have intrinsic evils within them, but for the most part, they're prudential opinion-based matters. There might be a best way to handle it, but there may not be a completely right answer or a completely wrong answer. So but listen to all the things like if you're like me you can see any commercials or hear all the things that are going on in the world and be overwhelmed with all the issues we face and you're like i don't know where to even start but i want to help on all these issues <laughs> if you're like me i care for the economy for immigration for sex trafficking for racism oppression of human beings health care care for the poor and elderly I care about uh, decision-making on war and terrorism, oppression of women and children, depression, suicide, organized crime. I care about all those things. But there is actually one topic that includes all of those issues. It is the beginning of all of those issues. And it's because I care about all those things that we have to address this issue. This one issue is the epicenter and the perpetuation of all of those issues that we face. Oppression of human beings oppression and abuse of women and children, child abuse, violence, racism, because this thing has systematic racism from the very beginning and still today perpetuates systematic racism that harms this entire community. Immigration, oppressing people based on where they live. Sex trafficking, people use this to exploit uh, children and women and men. Depression and suicide go through the roof. Those involved in organized crime and sex trafficking and all those things use this system to literally perpetuate their cause of uh, using and abusing people. And that one issue that literally consumes and includes every single issue that we face here in America and throughout the world, that one issue that is literally the epicenter and perpetuation of all of these problems 
is going to have to be covered in part two. And I apologize for doing that. I wasn't planning on doing that, but it's about 20 minutes in on this episode. And so I wanted to provide kind of like this one uh, part of just like a general um, discussion of how to weigh certain matters. And then the second part is even way more important on talking about uh, other matters that are in this context of weighing what is what is on the table this year. So please stay dialed in for part two. Thank you.